0: Hello and welcome back to Half Damage. This was what was willingly given previously.
1: So where's the last room, Dry Bones?
2: (laughs) I do not like the sass and the attitude. I call it sassitude. (laughs) Let's see if anyone wants some weird
3: powers. I don't like this, sorry. I think we should get out of here. But Fang got something. Mm -hmm. You're wonderful just the way you are. If I touch the coffin,
4: you guys can't tell Camilla. Oh, I'm absolutely gonna knock you out. Sari's gonna touch the sarcophagus.
2: Sari's charisma score goes up by four. You get the following flaw. I won't take no for an answer. I look over at
4: Kathy. You don't talk to Camilla about this, right? I am gonna tell her immediately. I approach Kathy a little bit more and there's like an edge and I'm like, no. We're not gonna tell Camilla.
2: Kathy takes a step back fine. Whatever you say. Sorry.
0: Poncho has left. Poncho, don't do it. I agree that nobody else should be messing around with any of these, but I 100% am ready and willing. I am going to put my hand on the Howling Storm. I accept.
2: You can cast the Lightning Bolt spell as an action. You feel as an electric shock runs through your body. I
0: think I'm going to go to Zoraya the Hellhound.
3: As an action, can summon and control two Hellhounds.
0: I'm going to go to Inscrutable.
3: I'm going to see which room he's headed towards, and I'm going to stand in the doorway. There's
0: one more that I'm gonna get, and then we're gonna
3: go. No! I'm gonna cast *Spirit Weapon over Poncho's head.
0: I don't appreciate being threatened and I missed you step in.
3: You are immune to psychic damage and any
2: effect that would read your thoughts. You guys see as where once Pajo had beautiful blue eyes, now we're just empty sockets. Kathy gets her axe and just buries
3: it in one of the walls. You, you ready to go? Sure, now we can go. Hey, Kathy, let's go. As soon as you're up, she grabs you into a hug. I'm going to collapse into it.
2: You guys head toward the exit. Good old grandpa goes, this was really Really fucking entertaining. Our heroes step outside the Amber Temple, back into the frozen crags of Mount Gakkas Looking up at the clouded sky to see the beginnings of what passes for dawn in Barovia. Fractured, the heroes return to their loaned wagon to begin their descent back down. Where are you guys going in this fun, silent
3: road trip? I think it's a really tense trip. Really? (laughs) Everyone's uncomfortable with the energy we (laughs) created in the studio.
0: (laughs) Are we just going straight to Eva?
3: I mean, we don't have that much more information for her, considering we almost forgot to (laughs) ask the question.
1: Stopping in with her is mostly being like, hey, what the fuck? Yeah. And then moving on.
3: You guys, after taking
2: the long journey back down the mountain, you return to the camp where previously you met back with Madame Eva before scaling the mountain in the first place to find it empty. The Vasani wagons, which once held the area, are now gone. The fire, which burned in the center, now dead and cold. The only thing that remains there is Madame Eva's tent, where you last left it.
1: Ugh. I say we make like Seth Rollins and burn it down. That joke was for Brogan. No one else for it.
2: <laughs> the one listener of Issei's Girlfriend will be very excited for this.
1: The Venn diagram of D&D nerds and wrestling nerds that is me and Brogan will get that joke.
3: I think I'm going to start approaching the tent. I'm definitely not talking to anybody else about it before I start, though. Uh,
1: Fang's going to do the same, but she definitely has her axe out. I can't believe I've never made this joke, but I think she has an axe to
2: grind. <laughs> the inside of Madame Eva's tent is a complete wreck. There are baubles and trinkets scattered and broken, fabrics ripped, her chair overturned, and a smear of blood on the floor. The only thing that remains standing is her table in the center of the room on which has lain six of Madame Eva's tarot cards, lined up very deliberately before her crystal ball.
4: But there's only four of us, and there's six cards. <coughs>
2: Kathy looks at you, she's like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> but then that, that's still five.
0: What's the sixth card? I, I summon my bed. Look, it's six. <laughs> 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 <sighs> I <laughs> forgot about that thing. I look at my zombie bed.
2: <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Kathy's like, good, me and the bird. The two people keep for the dinner. Two very
1: equal members of the party. <laughs> Somebody read those cards before I flip the table, because I'm flipping the table.
2: Uh, I'll do it.
4: Sorry, does it.
2: Sorry, you approach the table in the middle of the room. And you see on there the cards that are arranged. In a row lies the warrior, the berserker, the wizard, the charlatan, and the healer. And under the crystal ball that sits in the middle of the table lies the sixth card, the diviner, over which is scrawled a message, written in something red, that just says dinner tonight,
4: don't be late. Is it, like, super fancy, like like a vampire would have written
0: it? <laughs> Is this in vampire calligraphy, vampiric uh, yeah. font?
4: Can I do a role for vampire calligraphy? <laughs> I mean, give me an
2: investigation, uh, brackets, <laughs> vampire calligraphy.
4: Ah, oh, it's in
0: vamp serif. Uh. Oh, I have a better one, serif. Ferrati. Ooh. Oh, that's good. I like
2: that.
4: Strahd
0: Seraph. Strahd.
4: is good. I got a 19.
2: Oh, this runs pretty high on the vampire calligraphy chart. Um, you also, you see that it bears a striking resemblance to the calligraphy on a invitation that you were given not all that long ago by Strahd, once again, inviting you for dinner.
4: Well, everyone, uh, it seems as though... We have an invitation. I do enjoy a food. So there are worse things that could happen.
3: There are worse things than being invited by a certain <laughs> – I don't think there are worse things.
4: Well, I'm sure he at least has really nice din- – like he won't have fine silver, but, you know, he'll have like really good dishware. <laughs> do you think Do you think that he's aware of that's werewolves. <laughs> no, no, vampires are also affected by silver, though. That's why they—you can't see their reflection in the mirror. Like, if he were to hold a spoon up to a silver spoon up to his face, he wouldn't be able to see his reflection. <laughs>
1: That's... But it—it it wouldn't like
4: hurt him. <laughs> but he would want to see his face in the spoon.
1: So, are you saying if you like? <laughs> He, can you see his reflection in water?
2: Well, we know he doesn't like water,
4: but he doesn't yeah, like he, running he's, water. he's aquaphobic it's, it's it's a very big issue here, but like I, I just think that you know he wouldn't have silver. What if he did want to invite werewolves over? Also, we know he doesn't have steak knives <laughs> there so
3: you know.
1: Fang flips the table. <laughs> the table. <laughs>
3: Camilla goes and collects
4: the cards
1: off
3: the floor.
2: After Fang flips the table over and the crystal ball and the cards go scattering over the floor, you bend down to pick them up. Pick up like the diviner with the the scrawled note on it and carefully put it away. But as you try and pick up the other ones, you see as they change as you touch them. The warrior card that once held the picture of a person in very heavy armor changes to a more gruesome scene of a man at a torturer's wheel underneath it to the text of the torturer. The berserker, as soon as you touch it, flips and changes to one that you have seen before in the gnarled visage of the beast. The wizard changes from a man with a long white beard to a man in a shattered mirror screaming into the void as it Reclaims him as the broken one.
4: That's Strad because he can't see himself
2: in the mirror. I would do that
4: too. <laughs> I nod. That's probably right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's it. The charlatan changes from a jovial looking man with a mask to one that has a leering, smiling person pointing at someone else in a condescending way and gives it the name of the traitor. The only one that stays other than the diviner is the last
3: card of the healer.
4: Oh, fuck. Is that representing Allie? Yeah. Sorry. I'm just...
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'll fan them out and turn them around and just hold them up silently.
1: That's not my card. (laughs) That's the five of
3: diamonds. (laughs) (laughs) Just completely blank faced, holding them up, staring at you guys. I mean, yeah, those are pretty cool cards there, Camilla. Camilla.
0: I mean, I don't, I don't trust them with anything, let alone reading my future, jeez.
4: We should put those in sleeves or something. They're really pretty artwork, and I think they'll lose their value if they get dented.
0: Don't worry, I have my um, card folder. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just put them in my slipcase. Your binder. <laughs> my binder.
1: Put this in one right next
0: <laughs> to my Pikachu. Don't, don't, yeah, don't worry, I play Magic the Gathering.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I'm going to chuck them at the floor at them and just walk out of the tent.
4: I pick them up after a beat. Fang's gonna do one
1: last check of this tent just to make sure we're not missing anything uh, before following Camilla out.
2: A little investigation.
1: That's a 20, not an nat 20, though.
2: You look about the tent and, like, kick a bunch of stuff aside because there's a lot of scattered things on the floor. You see that the trail of blood is definitely going in a line from chair to tent flap. You see yeah, a bunch of, like, decorative things that have just been seemingly shattered after the fact as an extra fuck you that was entirely not necessary. I get that. <laughs> and lastly, you come across the crystal ball that was previously on the table before, somehow it got flipped. It's weird. And you see, vaguely in it, misty but now somewhat fading image of Castle Ravenloft itself. And more specifically, as you look into it, even as it fades, it seems to slowly zoom into what looks like the tallest tower of it. Is Princess
4: Fiona in it? It's Princess. Fiona. Damn it! Damn it! You beat me to it. Damn it, Emily! Damn it! Uh,
0: <laughs> damn it! I was respecting the duration, but I should have just bought it. God gotcha. <laughs>
1: I was waiting to make the Shrek
4: joke. Ah, got, in this economy, you got to go for it. <laughs> this economy, in this economy,
1: this economy, you can't wait on Shrek nope. jokes.
4: <laughs> Don't come around
2: as often as they used to. Nope. No.
1: I was literally, I was literally forming the Shrek joke in my head when you said it.
2: Gotta hit the ground running, man. The top of the tower is green. You guys can fucking go to hell. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So tallest tower, green yeah. glow. Okay. Well,
2: while the rest of them have, like, yellowy glowing lights from, assuming the candle and fire lights, that one seems to be glowing green.
1: The seed things, the the gems, those glowed green, right?
3: Yeah. Hmm. So
1: Probably unrelated, but worth <laughs> noting.
3: Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: Fang's gonna pocket the crystal ball. She's gonna hang on to that.
3: I like the idea of
4: just seeing a giant ball, like, hanging <laughs> out of your pockets. Oh, yeah,
1: no, literally in her pocket, yeah, so yeah. it's just, like, this huge... <laughs>
4: The Jinko jeans do have big pockets, so that's good.
1: Oh, that's right. I'm wearing Jinko yeah. jeans. Hell yeah. <laughs>
2: All right, wh- what are you
3: guys doing? I think we're leaving.
1: Yeah, if there's nothing else in here, follow Camilla outside. Back to Van Richten.
3: I am sitting in the back of the wagon. I will not uh, interact with anybody, and I'm definitely just going to be prayer book open.
1: Thanks, playing Flappy Bird on the crystal ball. <laughs> of course.
3: <laughs> you
2: set off again back down the roads of Barovia. The atmosphere inside matching that out with as you feel the chill in the air getting a little bit bit worse as you go. The already overcast sky seems to be getting even darker and the clouds heavier. As the first crack of lightning pierces the sky, you pass over the threshold into the tower where four waiting faces look up at you eagerly from their ramshackle war room table. And then they immediately fall again into a stunned silence, seeing you all.
1: Oh yeah, uh, Poncho has fire eyes.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm wearing sunglasses and uh, my eyes are fire. Fire behind them.
2: (laughs) uh fang has red veins sorry just looks generally a little shittier less like someone you want to approach the silence continues for a good long bit before esmeralda is the first to speak up and it goes all right no offense i
4: but what the fuck happened to you well it's nice to see you too
3: esmeralda I'm taking a step back and just glaring at them.
0: So, so I, I point at everyone one by one. I, I start with Camilla, and I'm like, nothing, <laughs> uh, and then eyeballs, <laughs> eyeballs.
2: You've got two eyeballs. And I just smile. The smile is not nice. It was not. It's not as warm and pleasant as they were doing before. Everyone kind of around the table. They they look at each other in what seems like a concerned way the only one that seems a lot more nonchalant than the rest is rectavia who sits back in the chair that she's in and goes well i hope whatever the fuck that you were doing up there was Good, and uh, you have found what you were looking for, um, because we are very officially out of time now. Uh, we got word from your uh, your new flying friends that the old devil is uh, gathering his forces up. We now officially have a war on our hands.
1: Good thing I've been gathering my forces up too, and then Fang flexes. <sighs>
2: There's another silence, and then like Irina just like does like a little clap.
1: (laughs) Don't clap.
3: Mm
2: -hmm.
4: Okay. (laughs) (sighs) Stops clapping.
1: It's been so long since that voice.
4: (laughs) Sorry guys, I think you guys got it all wrong. There's like a dinner party. See, I I show them the invitation.
3: Apparently. We have been invited to a dinner party.
4: Well, it, it's I think it's gonna be pretty fun. i'm I'm kind of excited about it. I would like to see what his main dishes are. He's a vampire so he doesn't eat, but I think that he might have some good recipes that he's accrued over the years. So I like to be <laughs> a
3: little optimistic. I glance over at sorry just in complete disbelief.
2: The folk around the table all lean in to peer at this small card that is scrawled with writing that does definitely look like the bloods, and sit back, three of them again looking kind of stunned, but Rictavia once more taking it in her stride as she goes, Okay, well this is um probably good news. We were going to have to get you in there anyway in order to to kill the bastard, so this is a good inn. He's going to invite you into the house and not kill you on the way? That sounds like we're all winning here.
3: I think by just answering the invitation, we're just going to be walking right into his trap. Oh, definitely. You're definitely going to be doing that. So why would we do that? I don't understand. We're doing exactly what he wants us to do. That's always worked out so incredibly ridiculously well. Well,
4: we don't really have much of another choice there, Camilla. Like, what what else are we supposed to do? Not right now. Well,
3: when? When are you supposed to do it? There's gotta be another way. I I don't like this. I, well, seem to be overruled in every angle.
4: Well, if you want to kill a bat, you can't just wait outside the cave. You gotta go inside of it every once in a while. The bat eventually comes out of the cave. Yeah, do you want me to say his name and we can get him out? (sighs) I mean, maybe. Okay, maybe I will. I would think probably don't do that. That sounds like a bad plan. (laughs) I'm sorry, were you involved in this conversation?
2: Rictavia looks absolutely infuriated that you would talk to her like this and stands up at the table, slamming one hand down and using the other to point directly at you and goes, I am in this conversation because this has been my battle long before you were even born, little girl. So how about you sit down, stop squabbling
4: like children and we will plan on how to win this impossible endeavor. Oh, good. Everybody has a good plan. That's good to know. Now,
2: are we going to sit like adults and talk about how to end this before the entire thing around here comes crumbling down and we all die? Because that is where my priorities lie currently.
4: How does that sound with everybody else? Camilla? What do you propose?
2: We don't have a lot of time. What we do have now, thanks to you, is more resources than we really ever thought we were going to have. Resources being soldiers, people who will fight, though probably more accurately, father who is going to die, so that you guys can go in and finish this.
4: So correct me if I'm wrong, you're explaining war? Yes, yes I am. Well, very cool. Pancho, what do you think?
0: Who, who are they, who are they gonna be fighting and why do they? Because we're going in either way.
4: Correct. We're going for dinner. Yes.
0: So what are they, I, I mean, I'm assuming that we're not going to have dinner with Stroud's army.
2: No. However, his army is gathered around the castle. If it is you guys in there with all of the possible people who could come in in this entire land that does want to kill you, it's probably a better plan to draw them away so that you can do your thing without um, dying immediately Immediately, from 1,000 people murdering you almost instantly.
4: And with all due respect, that doesn't sound like Strahd. He... I, I don't think that he'd try to kill us right off the bat. Which I now realize is kind of a pun. It is kind of a pun. It is kind uh, of a pun. <laughs> <laughs> with all due respect, he is gathering these
2: people for a reason. They are not just going to be there because he's having a dinner party for everyone, you know? He knows you are a threat. Despite all of the airs that he puts on, despite the sob stories that he tells you, he is still a vampire who does not want to die and he knows that you are coming to kill him and he will do everything in his power to make that not the case.
0: Does he know want to die? Does he not want to die? I look around and think we have yeah, yeah I, I feel like he's sort of...
2: He has a death wish. Octavia shakes her head. If he had a death wish, he would be dead. He would have let me kill him when I came in. He would have let a whole number of people kill him.
0: Well, you're not
4: the main characters.
0: I think he just has contractual obligations, doesn't
2: he? I'm just saying, if you would like to go on with this lovely fantasy that he is a broken heart that is looking for a way out... Go and give that to him. I'm just saying, do not let him fool you to a point that you are blinded to what he is capable of.
1: Uh, I'm sorry, are we sitting around feeling bad for the maniacal vampire demon lord? No.
4: Is that what we're doing right now? She doesn't want us to have the dinner party, which is pretty much what brought all of this about. Oh, no,
2: you should definitely go to the dinner party. The dinner party is where you go so that you can get in and then um, kill him.
0: Yeah. Mm. Without having to go through like some kind of... Large mega dungeon in the lower levels of the <laughs> castle? Possibly.
1: <laughs> Listen, we, we're looking for, If Fang isn't pulling out a notebook, she just <laughs> remembers this, but... We're looking for some ruins in a place of uh, supper or something <laughs> supper
2: uh, vacation a, yeah
1: <laughs> a vault hidden behind a pretty lady and a cask of, of wine right we gotta find that but stuff hopefully
4: he has all in one room that would be so great that'd be great <laughs> it?
1: that'd be awesome
2: Octavia gives a sigh and goes that is probably for the best we will need less than 24 but more than zero hours to gather the armies that we have on our sides so you do have some time though so it does not feel like a lot.
1: We have flying friends.
2: We do indeed.
1: Did we, we told them about all the gems, right? Like, they're they're aware of that. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, you've caught okay. them up.
1: Fang will pull out the crystal ball at that point and say, Madam Ava left this behind. And when I was looking at it, uh, before I just started playing Flappy
0: Bird...
3: You're going to drain the battery. I don't know why you're doing that.
0: <laughs> I'll plug it in, jeez. Oh, go plug it in now! Oh my God! <laughs> I, I uh, we plug it in, meaning that uh, I, I poke it. I have, I just like touch my finger to it, and that yeah. starts charging. It an it.
2: electric shock now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> in the in the tallest tower, there is this green glow that looked like it was coming from uh coming from the gemstones, or at least something like that. Now it would be difficult for earthbound people like us. Sorry, it would be difficult for mother two people like us to uh, <laughs> climb to the tallest tower. That's maybe one of the nerdiest jokes I've ever I've made.
2: <laughs> I can't even begin to fathom it.
1: <laughs> but, uh, you know, our flying friends, if What's-His-Jerk would be distracted by some guests, maybe some of our friends can get up there and deal with whatever's there so we don't have to.
2: Gives a nod, like, if you think that that is the best way to uh, divvy up our uh, forces.
1: I mean, don't send, like, all of them at the tower. Try to be subtle about it.
3: You subtly send a bunch of ravens to the top of a tower.
1: Yeah,
3: just subtle. Yeah, ravens like towers.
1: Just ask London. <laughs> I
3: don't know why that got me, but it did. <laughs> uh... <laughs>
2: Uh, Rictavia gives a nod before pointing at the map on the table and bringing out, like, lists that she has been making in general and goes, well, I guess this is the point where we decide where we put everyone to best use them because, uh, there's a lot of variables here. We aren't generals,
3: Rictavia.
4: Yeah, I'm a baker. (laughs) Camilla's my, like, uh, accountant. I can't remember what our lore is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know that you I know you assist me in the bakery.
3: Tea! Earl thing tea! tea. Oh, oh, I guess, that's yeah.
4: right.
3: I'm so sorry. It's early in, in the uh, current definitely put a timestamp on this episode. Um accountant means something completely different now, my friend. Oh my god,
2: that's right. Thanks, TikTok. <laughs> it's my favorite when actual accountants are like, please, <laughs> I'm actually an accountant. <laughs> but yeah, Rictavia looks around the table and gives a shrug and goes. Neither is anyone else here. You are the ones that were able to uh, get these other folk in the first place. So uh, at least you have a better understanding of their capabilities.
0: I read a military history book once. (laughs) I listened to Dan Collins.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I once got Marty short pants to, you know, make sure that he still gave me my, my $25. For his 40 scones. So I guess that's kind of aggressive.
1: (laughs) Can we get a a quick rundown of all of our our allies and resources?
4: Well, Rictavia on the table. It looks
2: like Ismark has given up on uh, big furniture buildings because they're all very bad. And besides, there's not enough big wood left, which is probably a bigger factor in why he stopped. (laughs) But he seems to have been on a little mission making miniatures for Rictavia to represent specific armies and so on. Uh, She puts down what is a very crude-looking raven token that she places vaguely in the area of the winery and says, Well, you've got your raven friends who have seemingly gathered all of their forces. Uh, she pulls out another one that has a little wolf head on it and puts it vaguely in the forests and goes you also have some werewolves she pulls out another werewolf but this one a lot smaller and it seems to have like scratched on angry eyebrows uh, and goes (laughs) Uh, some of them are not so willing to go under the new charge of zulika but it seems those ones are becoming a little more diminished as is i believe that the rest of them are over at the the uh, castle now, licking their not so proverbial wounds. Now we get into some other stuff. Only technical terms here. (laughs) She pulls out a lot more little wooden figures and she pulls one out for vampires, vampire spawn, general wolves, ghouls, zombies, druids, and that she just piles around the castle and goes, so this is what I have been referring to as problem A.
1: (laughs) This is all problem A.
2: There's subsections for sure. Like there's A1. Steak sauce. The A2. Oh boy. (laughs) Should have seen that coming. (laughs) Should have seen that coming a mile off. And here we are. Uh, We also, and like her eyes go back to Ismark, who sits up. Uh, In his chair, she takes out a little human figure and puts it on the spot of the town of Barovia, the place where you first came to. We could have slightly more of an army, as untrained as they may be. And Ismark looks absolutely furious.
0: (laughs) And a bunch of villagers.
2: We have a bunch of untrained people who are browbeaten and don't really know what they're doing and probably should not be cannon fodder.
0: Yeah, I don't feel like
1: babysitting a bunch of people with pitchforks and torches who don't know what they're doing.
2: Rictavia rolls her eyes and goes, look, you know that there's a lot of people out there, right? We're talking about we have two. Very small armies, and these are a couple more people that could flesh out the numbers a little bit. Maybe take one or two down. It's a couple more people, Rectavia, but they're still people.
1: And they suck at this.
2: I mean, that's fair, but I am also not willing to believe that every sing- Well, maybe the werewolves probably have a little more aptitude, but I do not believe that for a moment that every single one of those were-ravens knows what they are doing.
1: Yeah, but they got that were-raven strength behind it. At least they got something.
4: Like not every baker is as adept at fighting as a me. <laughs> So, I would say it's not, like, the best solution.
1: Maybe? Why don't we just ask for volunteers?
4: Ismark shakes his head, like, because
2: they will volunteer. All of them? Not all of them, but none of them are fighters. But some of them will feel some sort of duty to if we ask them. If, if I ask them, then they will. And uh, we, we, ca- we can't. We can't sacrifice people like that.
3: No. You're right, Ismark. We can't.
0: Is there any way we could enlist their help in a way that doesn't put them on their front lines?
1: Maybe Ismar can just stop being such a baby about it. But you just... Listen, I'm saying I don't want a bunch... I don't, I'm saying I don't want a huge crowd of people just throwing themselves at the wall, but I'm also not going to stop anyone who wants to fight for this. This is their place too.
2: Ismark looks like he's going to say something and then looks back down at the table and goes, If you ask me to ask for volunteers, I will.
3: But please don't make me. We shouldn't do this, guys. It really... Yes, it's their fight too, but they weren't able to do this without us to begin with. We've gotten... Fr- how have we... I just kind of look around at the group that we've got right now. How have we come further than anybody else?
0: I don't think we... Have we have we come further than anyone else? Past adventurers. How well did they do?
2: Irina and Ismark look at each other and Ismark goes... You are the first that we've heard the names of since leaving our little town. So, as far as I am aware, yes, you have gotten further than anybody else.
1: I I think Fang looks at his mark and says, You do what you're gonna do, man. At the end of the day, I I, I don't care. You seem pretty fine just living under this guy's rule. But uh, I don't know, if you find some people who want to do something about it, maybe send them our way.
2: Ismar clenches his jaw and just looks straight ahead.
1: Anyways, let's get back to talking about people who are going to do things.
2: Rictavia sits up again over the, uh, war map and goes, Would we like to sort this out before talking about the other problems, or do we want to get the other problems just kind of all thrown out all at once? Just put all the problems on the table. Fantastic. She consults her notes. Uh, the problem of Strad seemingly being unkillable.
4: How come she can say it and nobody gets angry, but I say it and then people tell me to shut up? Because you're,
2: you're not, you're in a, you're, you're in an anti-magic a tower in, oh that's no
3: right <laughs> you you, yeah, you, you yeah. did say it before emily that's why i said never mind cuz i remembered we were in the tower <laughs> it's yeah, fine yeah, we can just
0: strut strut,
2: strut. Strat, strut, strut strut get, get strut, it out,
3: strut, strut. out of your system
2: <laughs> just like okay well yeah some way of healing Where are we with that?
1: I think that was the... we did... uh, we got that, we did the homework on that one. got that
2: one. Radical, what is it?
1: So remember earlier when I was talking about a tower? Yes. And the gemstones in that tower?
2: Okay, that makes sense, that is... okay, so the thing that keeps him uh, healing and stuff is on a very tall tower. That's cool. We can put that on a list of still problems, but ones that we kind of have more information about, which is a big thick in my book. If
1: only <laughs> if only someone had come up with a super cool plan to attack the tower directly with a group of flying That's
2: allies.
0: Yes, if only yeah, someone, yes, if only cool someone did. On I have an idea. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hello there, nerds, and welcome to the middle of the podcast. Break chat with your host and DM, Ismay. I hope that you are enjoying this... A very tense episode. I want to let you get back to the story and how our heroes are planning on doing the thing where they kill an unkillable vampire. Uh, but first, we're going to do the middle of the podcast break chat stuff, uh, like our plugs and crap. Uh, if you do not know, we are a Crit Chat production. I don't know how you don't know it, but here we are. Uh, Crit Chat is a D&D advice podcast where we give advice on the good old Dungeons and Dragons. It's where we all met. Recently, we just had our episode 100, which was a really big endeavor, and I I think that you will absolutely love it. Uh, we are reviewing The Book of Erotic Fantasy, which is the most widely discredited Dungeons and Dragons book maybe in history. It is exactly what it sounds and so much worse. So if you want to hear just the most batshit garbage, you can go over to Crit Chat, wherever you find podcasts. Everyone in this podcast is on that episode, where Alfred talks about the appearance score in the book, where Ali has to talk about the races and what sexuality it for some reason and assigns to them emily talks about the buck wild fucking spells that they give you in that book and ian talks about photography in the book i said photography not art photography in this horny sex book so if that interests you go and check it out It was episode 100 over at crit chat wherever you find podcasts If you want to find us on social media, and it would make us feel very happy if you did, you can find us on all of the social media stuffs under the Crit Chat banner. So you go over to our Facebook and our Twitter if you search Crit Chat, and you will find us there. If you give us a follow, it keeps you updated, and it also helps us know that you're out there. Our Discord is also down in the description of wherever you're listening to this if you want to chat with us there about Dungeons and Dragons and the show and other fucking garbage. It really helps us out if you follow all of our social media stuff, Uh, and if people are looking for podcast recommendations, maybe give us a tag and say, hey, maybe listen to these folk. We're a word of mouth podcast. We don't actually pay to advertise. So if you tell people to listen, that is the only way that other people will actually listen to our stuff. We are very, very quickly reaching the end of half damage. If you are not aware, I mean dudes, this is the end game. So if you get people to jump in now just before the end, that would make us very happy. Please and thank you in advance. If you want to help us out in a money's way, if you got any money's kicking around you can go over to our patreon at patreon.com forward slash crit chat all one word it keeps money too. keep us up and running baby uh and it really helps us out no matter how much or how little you give you can give as little as one dollar a month which isn't that much money you probably lose that down the your couch or something so you can do that it would make us very very happy if you did that is patreon.com forward slash crit chat you also get a lot of behind the scenes right now you get a lot of behind the scenes for episode 100 uh but mostly there's a lot of behind the scenes for half damage because we record a lot and are able to put very little of that in the actual podcast. So if you want some cool behind-the-scenes stuff, then go over to patreon.com forward slash critchat, all one word. I'm gonna let you get back to the episode now. Hopefully that you're enjoying it and I know I say it every time, but buckle up, my dudes. Next up on the list of problems is one which I think that we can also put a little tick next to, which is the one where he has eyes everywhere, which is still a problem, but as long as those eyes are fighting, they will not be reporting so much to him in the time that we are hopefully murdering them very, very dead. And also, you're just going to be in his castle anyway, so like at that point,
0: mm, you know... (laughs) Yeah.
2: What's the, exactly. what's, the big, what's the big yay? <laughs> Next up on the list, we have the Labyrinthian Castle. Have we figured out how to get around to these rooms that you want to get to?
1: Feng picks up the crystal ball and goes, Hey, Siri, Hi. Open, open Google Maps.
2: Connecting. No Wi-Fi discovered in area. <laughs>
4: damn it. <laughs> Wait, does it have data? Do you need to turn data, data data on? Do I
1: have to turn data on?
2: Looking for data on on Spotify. <laughs> a, oh, damn it. <laughs> so she goes, okay, so that one is still a problem. Oh boy, well, we no time like the never to uh, solve that one. You're just going to have to make it like your friends and wing it, I guess. Wait a minute. Yes. (laughs) Wait a minute.
1: Fang, like, hates herself for saying this, but she slow turns to Irina.
2: I'm just gonna back up from the mic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Weren't you
1: the stunt double for his girlfriend?
4: For, like, a long time, yeah.
1: So would you have ever seen the inside of the castle?
4: Well, I saw, like,
2: parts of it. I didn't go to, like, all the rooms, but, like... I could maybe draw like a little map of the world. I've never been an ordinance person, so
4: I don't know how good it'll be. <laughs>
0: She's never worked for the ordinance
1: survey. <laughs> All right. Also, yeah, ordinance? What are you talking about?
2: I guess we might have forgotten the word.
1: <laughs> it's like, isn't that a military
2: thing? Yeah. <laughs> I remember having to look at ordnance survey maps and geography.
0: I think the ordnance survey might be like a specific Brit- like UK thing. Maybe. I was just about
2: to say, I,
4: I think that's this is a European, yeah. yeah. Like an ordinance in here is like a, a a rule. Weird. We
2: just used to have to do ordnance survey maps. They just showed you like the, la- lay of uh, the land. Yeah, it's weird.
0: The, the National Mapping Agency for Great Britain is just called Ordnance Survey. That's their name. Ordnance Survey, baby!
2: That's what I had to study. I was good at that part. I wasn't good at any of the rest. I anyway, think that's
3: why uh, the three of us were confused. Um, That's fair.
1: Fang doesn't remember, like, the specific... Taraka readings we got mm-hmm. but like if someone <laughs> gave those to Irina like the you know cask without a drop left tomb behind a beautiful woman the third thing I said <laughs> earlier could she I mean I'm not trying to mitigate yeah. here but like if she recognizes those mm-hmm. places having a, a map to those places would be the most useful yeah
0: yeah. 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 I mean we I mean we can ask that right yeah. Uh, yeah. Do, do you know where any of these places might be and I rattle off the
4: <laughs> I can like try and draw like a little map
2: as far as i remember i guess
1: yeah yeah you do that sweetie you draw that map poncho can you make sure she's actually drawing something like intelligible <laughs> like that we can read
0: Uh, This
2: sassy teenager calling a grown ass (laughs) woman sweetie is so viscerally upsetting to me.
0: (laughs) That's a fangs corruption point. (laughs) Not only
1: a a teenage girl, a teenage girl literally half the size of this (laughs) one.
2: Oh, that's generous, probably. Uh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably.
2: Irina uh, gets a, a piece of paper from Octavia and starts on her little map, which I guess I will probably draw at some point and send Yay. you Of what Irina thinks the castle looks like.
3: Oh, I'm so excited.
1: If you have crayons, can oh, you draw please. it in crayon?
3: I probably have crayons. <laughs> can you do a crayons on loose leaf paper that has clearly been ripped out of the binder? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, so you've got a kind of map. Octavia goes, Okay, that's good. We will come back to this. Next up, we remember the part where Strad is a vampire who cannot be fully and completely killed unless in sunlight, in running water, or is staked in his coffin where he will go after he has been weakened.
0: I suppose the castle was built on like an underground stream. Or like, there's just a nearby river.
2: Be helpful. Isn't
0: there a waterfall?
2: It's nearby-ish, but I'm not entirely sure how you will uh, get him to go
3: the... It's just a long distance there. You could, you could lead a vampire to water, but...
0: God. I knew I knew I should have worked on my ghost-busting machine. If he turns into a bat, we could get him in a box. <laughs> Just get him yes. in a sack and then drown him in the river. I haven't tried this yet because I don't want anyone to see it. I guess I will let you all know. I may have some sunlight up my sleeve when the time comes. No
3: looks concerned. Ominous. It's it's Very. just it's just magic sunlight. I have
0: some magic sunlight. Okay.
2: Okay. That's less ominous. That sounds delightful, actually. It's because I'm a wizard.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys oh, knew. Wait.
2: The last one that is on my list for things for this very immediate future is that once we have figured out where everyone is going to be battle-wise, we will need a signal for when to attack. So if you could do that, that would be great. So essentially, you're like, "Ah, I think that we're going to go and murder Strad now. Send a little signal, and we will go in and probably get murdered in the
3: name of you guys killing some dude."
4: Sorry, kind of shuffles and goes, "I Camilla might
3: be able to do it, right? Yeah, uh, I yeah think i might be able to do it
4: yeah it's a good idea
1: if i threw a paper airplane it would be too obvious yeah no no i
3: i don't think throwing a paper airplane is a good idea i i think i got it i think i got a way to we will wait for your signal and
2: then we will attack wonderful now do the part where we work out where we are all going to be
1: What are our points of entry to the castle? I imagine just sending all of our forces to the main entrance would end
3: poorly. Oh yeah, just
2: scream attack. The main main problem seems to be that the castle is up upon a hill, you know, defensible area, really good place for a castle, probably hence why they put it there. So there's a good chance that the enemy will in fact have the high ground which is a problem for the wolf contingent, yet less so for the bird contingent.
4: (laughs) Can the ravens hold the werewolves and drop them into the castle. What
3: is the airspeed velocity? Of <laughs> 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 a laden awesome. swallow. This is very, very laden. laden. <laughs> very
4: highly laden, laden swallows.
2: <laughs> she also goes, uh, also the, the goal would be hopefully not to uh, have them go into the castle itself. We would like to keep all the, the fighting outside of the castle uh, because if they are inside, that's closer to you. And closer to you means closer to uh, failure. Mm. I, I didn't like the way you said it. That sounded mean. I, yeah. do, I do get that that sounded mean. I get the the failure of our mission. Not that you I, are I, failures. I, I, you
4: know, it, it's kind of like before opening night and instead of telling everyone to break a leg, it's like, fuck you. Like, that's... <laughs> 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 yeah, that is what it was. It was not that. My intentions were kind. That's that's what I was hoping you were intending. I just wanted to air out my concerns.
2: Cool. This is not a friendship thing. <laughs> Next up. Oh, that's
3: right. We're not friends. <laughs> Forgot about that.
1: So we have two main forces other than ourselves. We've the werewolves and the were ravens. Ground and air. Maybe not going to work the best together. Ground only has one point of entry. They're going to get bottlenecked through there, so we want as little resistance for them as possible. So I know I half-joked about this before, but whatever's in that tower is important to him. If we send the bulk of the Were-Raven forces to that tower, he's going to send a bunch of people there. And if need be, they can just bug out and leave. There will be a lot less resistance if he's sending people after the important thing being attacked.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good idea to help split the guys up. Once
1: they've... Stolen the gem, or done whatever they do in the tower. They can meet up with us. They can meet up with the werewolves if they need help.
2: Just so that we are clear, splitting these forces will definitely lead to a lot more casualties on both sides. I am not saying I'm I am mean, not saying this is not the right thing to do. I am just putting that out there.
1: I mean, ideally, the ravens won't actually fight anyone. They'll cause a distraction, and then once things start showing up they can just leave
0: but be it be a threat nearby and look for openings but not actually directly engage anyone like a good skirmisher unit
1: once that happens they can join up with the werewolves and then they are one big force
0: uh, i have i have i have an idea how long does it take for someone to turn into a werewolf after that bitten there's
2: like a weird silence as this comes up before people kind of turn their gaze to kathy <laughs> <laughs> whose arms are folded and she's been in an absolutely foul mood like the entire time and she furrows her brow and i mean like i was in and out there for the first bit of it um it's pretty instantaneous and then there's a couple of days of I don't know if we throw around the phrase excruciating pain enough, but, uh... Hmm.
0: But you, while you're in pain, you're still sort of up an atom?
2: Yeah, in a way that, uh, your uh, muscles are constantly contracting and shifting and changing and the very atoms of your
4: being are just splicing themselves open. Yeah, but pretty active other than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, listen. We have... A village of people who are willing, but unable to help us. So, what if... I mean, I look at his mark again. We've seen the werewolves and it seems like a small price to pay.
2: You see the veins in his neck bulging as he looks several times like he is about to scream, but the voice that comes out is unnervingly level. goes, Our villages that we both hail from have not got dissimilar histories. You watched as people from your village, like I did with mine, be ripped apart by werewolves. People that you've loved be killed in front of other people that you love by werewolves and your new suggestion is to say, remember how fun it seemed when your loved ones were being ripped asunder? Wouldn't you love to be turned into one of these people too? This is your plan.
1: I can't believe I'm saying this, but I agree with Ismark. Besides, we have a matter of hours, not days. We don't have time to wait around to see if these people survive the transformation.
0: Do people die often during the transformation? Ask that question, Kathy.
2: Kathy reluctantly says, It's usually not a process that would kill people. However, if we're taking my two cents into account, that is possibly the most monstrous thing I've ever heard.
0: I will look at Rictavia and say, how many werewolves do we think that there are?
2: Somewhere between a butt ton and a fuckload. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, That's more Uh, than I expected.
0: How many villages?
2: Not an inconsiderable amount. I'm with Fang and Kathy.
0: There's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> po- Poncho says, to be clear.
2: Eyes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. look towards sorry for maybe a tight vote
4: situation. Look, the only thing I know about war is that it's a lot of battles that culminate in a uh, result.
0: I would say the most notable thing about war, and then I will remove my glasses so that everyone sees my empty eye sockets, is that everyone makes sacrifices. <sighs>
4: Asari kind of sits there for a second and is like, well, I I don't know about making all of the villagers werewolves, but if people would want to volunteer, that is an option, I suppose. That,
0: I mean, that suits me. We allow people to volunteer, but if they will not accept the curse, they can stay at home.
4: Ismark nods is gaze steely like can throw not like can't throw am i right <laughs> <laughs> yes
2: <laughs> oh my god is no one but poncho laughing <laughs> oh my god is there not a soul but poncho laughing <laughs> Rictavia stands the little person statue up on the board and goes, well, we might have some extras there.
1: Hey, uh, quick cue, quick little pop quiz. Cha. What are the two of you going to be doing during all this?
2: Congratulations, you've come to one of the next parts. Where the fuck should, well, the four of us be?
1: Uh, Ismark can chill.
2: Ismar looks and is like, I'm going with my people. If you are making me ask of them, what you are making me ask them.
1: You can ask whatever you want, man. I just, you shouldn't be fighting, is what I was (laughs)
2: saying. I'm not going to send people to a death that I am not going to be willing to accept myself.
1: Uh, Esmeralda, Rictavia, what's your deal? What do you do? What 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 are your specialities?
2: Rictavia and Esmeralda look at each other and both look back at you and go, killing Killing vampires?" vampires?
1: Great. Oh, yeah. Maybe we should just stick you with the werewolves.
2: Or we will we, we, we can seek and destroy vampires as, as we find them leave the werewolves to deal with the rest
0: that makes sense sort of
2: join their
1: charge once the ravens have the well actually are we doing that I don't know we still haven't
0: decided yes
2: what we we'd still do <laughs> need to decide the ravens thing
0: is it not worth shooting our shot with the with the gems because I don't know how one of us is going to get up to the gems once we're at dinner
2: well you remember you do have to do other things in the castle like you're going to have to find a way to stay there a bit more long term maybe suggest a little sleepover because uh, we we have to have time to arrange the armies that we've got and that yeah. will take a little bit of
3: time we are good at sleepovers
0: we're great at sleepovers that's true that's our core competency <laughs>
1: What if we just, uh, send the were-ravens to scout the tower, so we at least know what we're going into? Then when the time comes for that force to attack, it's everybody together.
2: They just keep hanging around, so maybe if we, we go outside and be like, hello, then they can yeah. go and see what that's all about.
1: Fang will get up and, and go outside.
2: Uh, you- you open the door with, like, this big sigh, and out there amongst the dark hanging clouds that are over, you see two women- they stand very upright side by side and as you emerge one of them gives like a little snapping motion and motions to the other who looks over at the now opened door you do not recognize either of these women
1: I quickly close the door behind me who the hell are you <laughs>
2: It's a thick door. No, I'm oh I'm on
1: the <laughs> other side of it. I'm outside. Oh you're outside. I close it behind me. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's
2: fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the women look at each other. You see one of them has a very tight fitting suit on with cat eye glasses. She seems to be holding a lot of papers and scrolls and a whole bunch of objects in her arms. And she looks skittish right now and very diminutive next to the woman that is beside her, who stands very tall in a long purple dress with gold rings, delicate armbands and shining beads woven into very like long braids that fall over her shoulders. And she again gives a little snap as the one beside her starts to sing. Oh, <clears throat> um... Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, uh, legal name, Eleanor Evelyn Earthwit, happy birthday to you. Oh, no. Uh, and, like, holds forth a cupcake with one candle in it.
3: Allie's stomach just dropped to her knees. What
1: are you- t- what are you talking about? Who- are, who- th- who are you?
2: Well, uh, I- she's quickly shushed by the other woman there, who gives a wide, cat-like smile with, like, dark painted lips, and she goes, my name is Nimwe Dekan. I'm the showrunner here. It is very nice to meet you.